Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Another solid day in the markets today. Dow Jones was off a bit, but the uh, rest of the uh, indexes were uh, pretty solidly higher today, especially in the NASDAQ and small caps. We also had a lot of new all-time highs today. Uh, all-time highs today, S&P 500, Dow Jones Transports, Housing Index, Financials, Materials, Technology, and Real Estate all hit all-time highs today. And our NASDAQ today uh, didn't hit an all-time high, but it had a closing all-time high. So really heck of a day. Good, good, good way to start the week. Of course, we're uh, really kicking off earnings season now in style for Q1. And uh, Tesla just reported, looks like it uh, was pretty much in line with what, uh, it was a beat, but the stock is essentially flat right now. It's been all over the board in the last few minutes, but this week is going to be a busy week. I think there's 45 S&P 500 companies reporting this week. And uh, as we get into this week, right now we have a current uh, earnings per share beat rate. Earnings per, and earnings per share growth is happening right now at about a 30% clip. For the, for the first quarter, Wall Street estimates at the beginning of the year had only had estimates of uh, EPS growth of just 12.2%. So 30% is actual versus 12.2% as expected. Uh, and this is only the first quarter. You've got to remember, as great as this quarter is, the second quarter is going to blow some away because second quarter of last year was, of course, coronavirus insanity. And uh, we're going to have... Uh, I don't know if there's a word that, to describe what those beats are going to look like, but that's really what's driving this market higher. The markets understand as a, as a forward-looking me- mechanism, as a discounting mechanism, the market's always discounting what's about to happen three or six months out instead of what happened in our rearview mirror. And uh, I think Wall Street's starting to wake up to exactly how great this entire year of earnings is going to be uh, for U.S. corporations. And now... With inflation rising, corporations really are in the sweet spot. They're able to pass those uh, inflationary costs down to consumers who are getting healthier and healthier. Again, with the savings rate in ballpark at 15%, companies can pass that down, meaning that their bottom line uh, uh, profits are going to be that much greater. This really is the sweet spot. Uh, we saw the th- same thing, by the way, today uh, in our internals. I'll cover that next. Let's go over the, the, the markets first. Again, our leader today was the Russell 2000 small caps, now really charging ahead after being the most oversold index. If you joined us last week, we told you this was our favorite index. It remains our favorite index uh, right now. By the way, the NASDAQ chart looks just almost exactly the same as small caps. These two groups look like they're ready to run. R2K today was up 1.1%. Uh, right behind it, NASDAQ up 9 tenths of 1% of a big 121 points. At 14,138. Uh, SP of 100 up only up uh, seven points at 4187. And again, Dow Jones down 61 points today at 33,981. But again, it's the internals. We saw this last week on uh, Wednesday and Friday. We had uh, uh, two days with 80% plus of upside volume in both NASDAQ and NYSE. Sandwiched between those was Thursday's ugly day when word uh, began to leak out that uh, Biden was planning a capital gains tax hike, and that uh, hurt our markets on Thursday. But Wednesday and Friday, phenomenal internals. Let's take a look at what happened today, because it happened again today. Today, NASDAQ, uh, up-down volume, 
we're looking at it was an 86% up volume day in NASDAQ. Folks, that's that's getting it. That's getting it. There's not you don't have a lot of those. Uh, NYSE not far behind it with a 74% up volume day. Again, great readings from our internals. Advanced decline, same thing. We'll call it two to one across the board. NYSE and NASDAQ and advanced decline. And the thing that's just continued to blow everything else away has been new 52 week highs to lows. Today coming in, 637 stocks, NYSE and NASDAQ hitting new 52 week highs to just 40 hitting new 52 week lows. Now, devil's advocate might say, well, look at all these indexes and look at all these uh, sectors that are hitting all time high. Shouldn't we have a whole slew of companies every day also hitting all time highs? Well, technically, yes, we should. But the fact is, we are seeing it. Because the way we wouldn't see it, it would be only if the, the largest companies are driving indexes, weight, heavily weighted index to companies of size, right? Where only they're the ones hitting all-time highs. That's just not happening. We're seeing a broadening of this market continuing to happen as more and more companies hit all-time high. And uh, it's, again, it, it's, it's a sweet spot market. Uh, that's been our position for some time. It remains that way. Now, check back with us uh, when we start getting ready for second quarter earnings because that might be when we have a buy the rumor, sell the news event. But, folks, that's three months away from now. Until then, we think this market is will remain in what we're calling melt-up mode, uh, looking very, very healthy and for very good reasons. Also, we also noticed this. You know, the pullback that we had, remember we had uh, going into last week, we had 10 out of 12 days with negative, uh, mixed to negative internals. And that really brought a lot of our indexes without them really falling that much. That took our indexes down from being extreme overbought now to being great buys again. So we're seeing chart setups that are very conducive to sharp moves higher. Uh, Again, great looking chart setups. The extreme overbought conditions have essentially dissipated. You look at some of our leading uh, sectors that we love to really key off of, like Semis and NASDAQ, NDX, the NASDAQ 100, uh, housing and transportation. These, all these charts look fantastic because they had a bit of a pullback. Extreme overbought conditions have been removed and now they're ready to charge higher. And remember, today, housing and transportation again hitting all time highs today, folks, uh, as leading economic indicators. It just doesn't get much more bullish than that. You know, the question we're asked often is, okay, Kip, it's been a great run. Tyler, it's been a great run. When when does this stop? How how are we going to have a clue that things are about to turn? And I think our best case study is going back to the financial crisis, the Great Recession of 2008, because that's when 2008 is when we became noticeable, that something was changing. That's when the markets began to top out. But prior to that, actually beginning in late 2006, 2007, both transportation and housing stocks began to fall off the table. Uh, pretty ugly chart action. But the markets continued, the broad markets continued to move higher. So if we're looking for an early warning signal of some kind, kind of a flashing yellow light, that's what we'll be looking for. Change in behavior, a change in pattern in housing and in transportation stocks. And folks, when they're hitting all-time highs, that's not a change in pattern. This is a continuation of a big bull market pattern. But again, continue to join us here. Uh, we'll let you know when we when we have a, a flashing yellow light uh, to report on. In our sector watch today, uh, a good day again today. In our sectors, we had seven out of 11 sectors higher. 
Uh, on the upside, honestly, not a lot either way, though, frankly. Energy up 7 tenths of 1%. Consumer, consumer discretionary up 6 tenths of 1%. On the downside, consumer staples down 1%. Utilities down a half percent. They've been, been on a, a great run as, uh, as the 10-year rates have pulled back quite a bit. The 10-year now just yielding 1.57%. Remember, it was only a month ago when everyone was saying the 10-year is headed to 3%. The 10-year has broken out. We're, hit, we're, gonna, we're gonna go blow past 2% and we're gonna go right to 3%. It's gonna be a real problem for our markets. Just the opposite's happened. There's a lot of pressure on rates to stay low. A lot of those are structural. We've covered that uh, in the past. We call it gravity, really, because rates internationally are so much lower than they are here. And it's just a great reason to continue to buying uh, U.S. debt, especially if you're big institutions uh, that need to put your money somewhere. Where, where are you going to go? You're going to buy a 10-year U.S. Uh, note at 1.57% instead of a German 10-year note at minus 0.35%. That's what you're going to do. Or Japan's, of course, they're negative. their rates are, are negative as well. In our commodity watch today, we had uh, gold today up $3 an ounce at $17.80. Silver up $0.16 an ounce at $26.23. Uh, copper today hitting a new 10-year high, uh, up $0.11 cents at $4.44 a pound. Uh, everyone's telling the same story about copper, the one we've been talking about for over a year now. The demand for copper is astronomical. Not only do we have a, a global reflation trade, we have a what very much looks to be a new a global commodity super cycle. And of course, with everything going EV, with all this money uh, going into infrastructure, again, global reflation trade, you know, uh, all these uh, green, so-called green environmental technologies, uh, copper is, uh, is in heavy demand and supply simply is not there. Copper prices should continue higher. Uh, oil today down 22 cents a barrel at 61.92. And finally, something that we've been keying off here for a long time, Bitcoin. Bitcoin pulled back uh, late last week and actually broke below its 100-day moving average, which has uh, really served as strong support for over a year, but it didn't last for long. Uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, of course, word leaked of this over the weekend, but it was made official this morning that J.P. Morgan and Jamie Dimon, who have hated on Bitcoin for years, bastard for forever, Whoops, now they like Bitcoin so much that J.P. Morgan is starting their own actively managed Bitcoin ETF. Now, why would they want to make it actively managed? Because the management fees for those are a whole lot higher. All they have to do is just buy Bitcoin and hold it, but they can't do that. They've got to try to prove their worth and have actively managed accounts. I go on a limb here and tell you in advance, J.P. Morgan, their actively managed Bitcoin ETF, will never outperform Bitcoin. Never outperform Bitcoin. That's my prediction right here and right now. Bitcoin, big recovery day, up $4,400. A Bitcoin up 9% today at 53880 And of course, the reason we like that, for the better part of four years, Bitcoin, not sure I can explain it, but it's been a great, it's been pretty much the best risk-on, risk-off indicator leading Equity prices, both on the upside and downside. So, yeah, we like seeing Bitcoin headed higher again right here. Again, Bitcoin, $53,880 of Bitcoin. Folks, as always, appreciate you joining us here. Please join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close. <music>